Big changes are happening inside the Auburn football program. Let's talk about it on the Saturday edition of the Uptempo Podcast. You are now listening to the War Report Podcast Network. Good morning, everybody. Hope everybody is well. Special Saturday edition, Blake. Lots to talk about, brother. I'm your host, Dustin Smith. Joined, as always, by my guy, Blake Lane. Philip Montgomery out. Keontae Scott in the portal. There's no shortage of stuff to talk about, Blake. How are you this morning, brother? I'm doing great, Dustin. I'm really just... I'm really just looking at the state of college football, man. Mm -hmm. And... I, I just think I just think we're headed down a terrible road. Um, it, it's 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 tough to it's tough to put into words really because I think NIL and the transfer portal is I think it's a good thing for college football, but we're not using it right. Yeah, it, it NIL is no longer NIL. Let's stop. Let's stop with the BS. And, and let's stop calling it name, image, and likeness, folks, because it's not name, image, and likeness anymore, all right? It is free agency, and it is pay-to-play, and it's being used in high school recruiting, and it's being used in tampering during the middle of the season. Kids are in contact with other schools while their season is still going on, and it's become a joke. It honestly has. It, it's become absolutely ridiculous that this was a game that we used to we used to love, man. We used to, you know, we used to just wake up every Saturday morning, college game day, and and it used to be the passion of trying to go undefeated, and you, you trying to make that BCS national championship game. And now we're to a 12-team playoff where three lost teams are getting into the to the playoffs. And, uh, you know, you, you're giving all these kids the opportunity to, well, if you lose this game, it don't really matter. So you can just – we're at the NFL. We're at the NFL. Hello. Where a team that goes 9-8 nine and, nine and eight can make the freaking playoffs and have a chance to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. A team that goes 9-8. and eight, can make the playoffs and have a chance to win the Super Bowl. You're at the NFL. And and that's what it's going to turn into is next year in the 12-team playoff, you're going to have a team go 9-3, and three, and they're going to make the playoffs, and then they're going to beat somebody in the first round, and then they're going to get absolutely demolished in that second round. They're going to get drummed because they don't deserve to be there. Right. And we've lost the beauty of college football, folks. And when you talk about the transfer portal, Dustin, we can sit here and talk all this BS, all right? But the transfer portal has to have rules, man. There's got we just we just made it okay for kids to to, to enter the transfer portal as much as they want. This is ridiculous. It is ridiculous that you can just up and go whenever you want. I'm a huge fan of the transfer portal. Guys, I'll be honest with you. I think if a kid coming out of high school 
goes to a, goes to a school and their coach is fired or something like that, all right, or they're there for two years and they say, hey, look, you know, I, I might have made a mistake. Let me let me enter the transfer portal and go somewhere. All right, I'm cool with that. But we got cats in here that are on their fifth school. <laughs> I mean, we got cats that play for a year and up after their freshman year, they're like, well, I'm not playing, I'm out. What are we doing, man? Like, this isn't college football anymore. And and the transfer portal is going on while the season is happening. So you got cats that are in the transfer portal playing their bowl game with the team that they're about to quit on. Yeah. What are we doing? What are we doing? It's not that hard, folks. It's not. You got to put stipulations on things, man. You got to put rules and, and make kids want to work, man. I'm huge for the transfer portal. I think you should be able to transfer one time. I think you should be able to transfer one time. And we've gotten to a point where there's just no love. There's no love anymore. And Dustin made a great point on our last episode. Dustin said that these kids don't understand the love for Auburn. They don't understand it. They don't get it. They they could they couldn't care less honestly they that's don't the, care that's the truth they don't care and my biggest thing that I I listened to Danny Cannell and him talk about why Florida State should have made the playoffs dog your team quit they quit they absolute they heard the results they heard the results that Sunday and they said you know what screw it we're out we're not playing. Could each and every one of you in this chat ever look back at 2004 and say that the Auburn Tigers would quit? Hmm. Would the Auburn Tigers quit? Would they have looked at Virginia Tech and said, you know what? Ah, man, Oklahoma made it. We didn't. We're out. No freaking shot, man. No freaking shot. There's no way that would have ever happened. None. Because you want to know why, Dustin? Like you said, they had a love for not only football, but they had a love for Auburn. It was a love for Auburn. It was a love for each and every one of you in Jordan-Hare Stadium to go out there and get it done, to finish an undefeated season. Because you want to know what we still talk about, Dustin? We still talk about that team in the undefeated season. But nowadays, dog, it's just – I'm a father of two, and – I can't wait till my Levi starts playing sports. I, I'm just, I, I'm, I'm just head over heels, man. Like I want, I want it to happen. I can't wait. But dog, the things we're teaching our youth is just unbelievable. It's uh, no loyalty to the to the to the school you pick, man. And and I think you said it best, Dustin. And that's why I rock with you, man. Yeah, and uh, everything you said, Blake, uh, I, I agree with you. You know. Um, my thing with it is, is at, you talk about not being rules and stipulations. The portal is a good thing, right? The NIL is a good thing. I'm everyone agrees that when in 2010, we all knew the blue jerseys, number two, we all knew that those were Cam Newton. So Cam Newton should have got some money for that, right? Like NIL, what it's supposed to be all for it. But like you said, this has just become free agency. It's become pay for play. You've got kids that are wearing a different helmet freshman year, sophomore year, junior year, senior. It's it's wild. Um, it's not healthy for the sport. 
and it's 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 diluting the sport. We just had a bowl season where the majority of these bowls were just unwatchable. I'm watching LSU that doesn't have their Heisman Trophy quarterback, and then the Wisconsin was down to their fourth string running back. And you look at some of these, and, and Jane Daniels is is you know he was a Heisman winner. He's a first round draft pick quarterback. But some of these guys, Blake, are gonna are six and seven round draft picks. Why are you sitting out your bowl game and you might not even get drafted? It just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And um, I see some people, you know, Alex Towerwater saying this get off my lawn speech is tired. Brother, listen to every head football coach. Listen to every single college coach. OK, listen to them. Not if you're, you know, I don't know if you're an Auburn fan or not. Go outside of Auburn. Listen to save it. Listen to the successful ones. Listen to the successful college coaches and listen to the ones that have had losing seasons this year. It all sounds the same. They're all saying the same thing. We're not saying anything here in this podcast that head coaches have not said and have not been loud about. It's a mess, brother. So this isn't a get off my lawn speech. We're college football fans, and we see the sport slip it. And if you think that a sport is too great to slip, it's not. It's not. You can lose the soul of a sport, and you can lose fans. And when you start talking about 17-, 18-year-old kids getting millions of dollars hundreds of thousands of dollars do they have the proper guidance there's so many questions that can come into play we're saying there needs to be rules there just needs to be parameters yep i'm all for cam coleman getting what he's worth and what if he brings what he's gonna what i believe he's gonna bring to auburn but there needs to be parameters in place to protect cam coleman because alex weren't you an 18 year old once i'm not sure how old you are now but i was an 18 year old and if I had everybody in the world telling me I was the greatest at something and then I was handed hundreds of thousands to a million dollars, I would need rules and guidance. And Blake talks about it when we talk about um, setting these kids up for the future. A lot of this stuff doesn't translate to the real world. You don't get to say, oh, a coach left that I didn't want to leave. This manager in my job left and went to a different branch that I didn't want to leave. Oh, I'm not coming to work today. I'm going to sit out. I'm not coming to work for a whole week until we get a manager that I like. That just doesn't translate. That's not the way the real world works. But you're asking blue-collar real-world fans to fill the stands, to pay hundreds of dollars of tickets. So when it becomes that unrelatable, when it becomes that big of a gap, the sport has a problem. Yep. And that's where we're at. I'm all for a kid getting paid what's owed to him. Yep. But if you're on to victory and you're asking Auburn fans for money, why would I give you my hard-earned money when it's already – everybody's in the same boat? Everyone goes to the grocery store. It's tough right now, isn't it? So why would I give my hard-earned money to the kids that might be here a year? Everybody's a one-year rental now. Yep. And me and Blake, it doesn't sound like it right now. We're This is a pro-player a pro podcast, but there's yep. got to be rules in place because it's got to protect the players as well. I think players are making decisions that are hurting them. A lot of times, is it really in your best interest to leave? Stay, get developed. You're going to go to a whole new system, a whole new position battle. I look at a guy like Jeffrey Ember, right? Like, we needed death in the defensive line this year. If Jeffrey Ember would have stayed, he would have got every opportunity to play. He had to go up to Purdue and restart and battle a whole new thing. I think he hurt himself there. Now, I'm not privy to these kids' situations, right? So every individual situation is different. I'm not here to say that a guy like Keontae Scott, we'll get into it here in just a second, doesn't have a legitimate reason to enter the portal, right? The point we're making here is, is looking at the sport as a whole, just, just scoping out for a second. 
and looking at it as a whole. This is a mess. What happened at, with Florida State, that ain't right to have that many players sit out and just not care. It tells you there's a problem with the sport. That was the Sugar Bowl. You shouldn't have to convince kids to care about the Sugar Bowl. They were 13-0. They were playing a big-time power in Georgia to go, with a chance to go undefeated, to walk off and say, we, were, we did earn the right. 14-0, we did earn the right. We belong. And they threw their hands up, and they quit, and they didn't care. And the point we're making is that's kind of indicative to just that this that shows you the mindset of where it is right now. And our argument is to here, we, yeah, we just don't think it's healthy for the sport, and we don't think that it's healthy for these kids moving forward. And the Walker Show, who I had a good interaction with on Twitter today, he said, um, who starts free agency before the playoffs as well? This is a big point about it. We The portal is a necessary. The portal needs to be in place. NIL is necessary. Players need it and deserve to get paid. But there has to be rules. Look at the way the NFL is structured. Everything has rules. You have a cap. You have free agency. Everything is structured. You have a player union, which college football desperately needs at this point, I believe. You have a you have um, a commissioner, which college football definitely desperately needs at this point. There's no ringleader to this circus, Blake. It's a free-for-all. So you have all these schools looking out for yourself. You have traditional rivalries that are just being destroyed. Do y'all really think that Cal or, or do you really think that, that USC and, and UCLA, excuse me, in the Big Ten is a good fit? Let's be real uh. here. It's going to be super goofy. And guess who else struggles? The softball players of those schools, the baseball players of those schools, the volleyball players of those schools, because there's no structure. There's no rules. Everyone's doing whatever they want, what's ever best for them. Blake talked about tampering. It's been reported that Eugene Asante was getting tampered with in the middle of the season. That's bullcrap. And if we're doing it to other teams too, it's bullcrap. And it needs to be addressed, and the penalties need to be harsh and severe. This is not a get-off-my-lawn speech. This is a save-our-sport speech, brother. Facts. Facts. Hey, you, you know one thing um, is the these kids, man, like – Dustin said, we're all for, we're, we're pro player, but you're teaching young kids that it's okay to just give up. And when, when, when things get tough in life, it's just okay to say, you know what? I just don't feel like doing it anymore. I'm out. All right. I'm just going to, I'm going to ride off and go do whatever I want to do. You're teaching kids that, Life's never going to get hard, all right? That's that's honestly what you're teaching kids is life's never going to get hard because you got this other option out here where you can go do this and you can run over here and do this, all right? That's honestly what you're teaching kids. Guess what? Life, life's a son of a bitch sometimes, all right? You want to you wanna get real. It, it's tough, all right? And these kids, they don't understand what's about to hit them just yet. And you're teaching it to be okay to just give up, dog. And like Dustin said, how cool would it have been for Florida State to opt into that game and play and them some, somehow, when they were all doubted, to win and then Alabama get beat by Michigan and Florida State say, Florida State say, hey, see, I told you so. It should have been us. It should have been us. That was our game. But instead, you opted out, you were down 30 players, and you got beat by 60 points. 
And what do all those other guys that opted out say? They said, "Oh well, that game didn't mean anything. It didn't mean it was just a it was just a, a, a inter squad scrimmage." Because that's right. what Danny Cannell said. No, I mean that game should mean something. You're playing for your school, dog. You're playing for a guy that gave you a scholarship. I mean that that is that is what we're talking about. It's not it's not a get off my lawn speech. It's a save the sport of college football, man. College football, the beauty of college football was the brotherhood of trying to go undefeated every single year. Was that not what you got excited about, Dustin? There was, was a lot of things I got excited about. I got excited about rivalries, knowing that yes. I can turn on this day and see these two teams that have been playing for 100 years were going to play again. And this year, I saw all over social media and I saw talking heads all say, no one cares about rivalries anymore. And I'm sitting here going, am I just a dinosaur? Maybe I am. Maybe I am. Maybe y'all don't it, it, care about rivalries anymore. Maybe maybe I am an old man screaming at clouds. It's like Washington and Washington State, the Apple yeah, that's Cup. That's what I'm talking about. They're, okay, they're no longer in the same conference. So guess what? They play week two next year. All right? They play week two next year. Oregon and Oregon State, they play the same way because they're no longer in the same conference. All right? Because everybody ran the conference realignment. And it's just the, the sport – the sport is just on its way to, to bad, bad things, man. It's like, and we, me, me and Dustin talked to the, talked about this about a year ago though. And, and Dustin and I were saying like, Hey, this is the way it's headed. And in a couple of years, you're just going to have two gigantic conferences, just like what the NFL, the AFC and the NFC. And now you got Florida state and Miami and Clemson. They're all wanting to leave the ACC. Guess, guess what, folks? It's about to happen. You're about to have the NFL. This ain't a get-off-my-lawn speech. Y'all get to save the sport speech. Yeah, It, Alex, it is yeah. It's ridiculous. Alex comes back and he says, I agree there needs to be reform. I just think it's not the uh, not the end that people are saying. Easy to look back at past times like they are perfect. Brandon Jacobs transferred in 2004. Um, yeah, so players have transferred, right? Like Cam Newton went to Florida. Now we have a statue outside of him. So I'm not trying to be hypocritical. Um what I'm saying is it's at the point now where it's too wide open. Yep. There needs to be a portal. Let me say it again. I don't, I don't know if it's being heard or not. Players have every right, okay? I understand that position coaches jump. I understand that Brian Kelly last year or two years ago, I know what he did to Notre Dame. So I think that the players should have every right to protect themselves and advance their career and look out for their brand and all that stuff as well. There's a lot of layers to this, right? But I'm also looking at it from the fan's perspective, just a college football fan that's saying, hey, this thing's going maybe in a direction and we need to ran it back in a little bit because it's still the entertainment business. You still want me to pay $300 for a ticket, $45 to park, $20 for a hot dog, right? All this kind of stuff. If you want me to be that invested in it, the players on the field, I need to feel like they're that invested too. And, and when you have a situation like we have where entire recruiting classes that we just got a couple of years ago are no longer on the team. It's hard to have that kind of investment the way we felt about the 2004 kids to your example, Alex, I know Brandon Jacobs transferred loaded backfield, one of the greatest backfields of all time there. Um, but we watched those kids in 2003 fall short of expectations. Yep. They had SAC national championship aspirations, struggled to get to eight and five. We watched them come back the next year after their head coach was almost fired. 
stay together as a team. We watched Jason Campbell. He didn't blame the fans for being mean to him because the fans were hard on him. Yep. And go transfer somewhere else. That team bounced right back. And then, to Blake's point, 12-0 into the season, undefeated in the SEC, clearly the best resume in the country. And because the, the two brands of USC and Oklahoma are bigger than yours, you don't get the opportunity to play in the national title, and you still show up in the Sugar Bowl and get the dub. It, it's and then so then as fans, that's why there's a signed Cadillac Williams picture right there. That's why when Cadillac Williams ran out of that tunnel versus AM, there was that kind of response because yep. of what he gave Auburn. And that's the point that I'm making today is that as a fan, the sport is headed in a direction that the fans do not like. And I know some people in the comments are arguing that, but there's a whole lot of people. I'm not the only one on this on this hill right now. Coaches are on this hill. There's a whole lot of people. Kirby. And listen, my point, right? Winning coaches are saying this is out of control. So that's the point being made. Now, we need to get over here and talk about these staff changes and kind of focus on Auburn. Um, but Blake came out the gate hot there. And this has been something that me and Blake have been talking about, and it's kind of been going around on our Twitter accounts the last couple of days. A lot of yep. people have been getting at us like we want y'all's opinion on this. So we just came out the gate with it. I wanted to get to some uh, comments real quick, Blake, before we hop over and yep. talk about the change made at offensive coordinator. We are going to get into the Keontae Scott situation. And I wanted to separate those things because I want people to know, You and if you're just watching the show and don't follow us on social media, uh, you can go. Our, our tags are right there. We've been getting for about a week. People, what we the segment we just did, people have wanted us to speak on that. So I, I want that to be understood that that was not a shot at Keontae Scott. We will speak on the Keontae Scott situation separately. That that that's something that, that that people have been asking and wanted us to do today. So we did it. That was our plan anyway. And then Keontae announced what he announced last night. So I just want to make that very clear. No shots at Keontae Scott, and no shots at anybody that enters the portal because, like I said, all of your situations. Are in, individually, I respect them. I don't know them. I'm not privy to them. Who am I to tell a kid how to live his life and what to do, right? I'm just speaking as the college football fan here, and I know yep. that I'm not the only one. Um, a guy, Ike Jones, was in the comment section, and I wanted to get to his points. He says that you – hold on, Ike. He says that you are teaching kids you have an option and you just don't have to take whatever uh, folks hand you. And then he says that is one perspective, and I'm sure some kids are that way. But let me also okay, I should have played those backwards. But yeah, I mean, I you know that you're you're more than welcome to come on the show, brother, and we can uh we can we can talk this out because I know that you have your opinions as well, and I respect them. Uh, my point is just that it's gone too far. Yep. It's gone. It's gone too far. Um, I was three years ago. We weren't doing the podcast, but if you know me, I promise you, I was screaming, "Hey, these players need some power." Yep. And now I'm saying, let's pull back a little bit and give some power to, the, you know, there needs to be well, some rules here, right? It's it's like before the portal come along, bro, look at Cam, perfect example. If you want to transfer, you should have to sit out a year or go play Juco ball, all right? Simple as that. That would keep a lot of kids from transferring because them Juco days, you don't want to go play Juco ball. You don't. <laughs> you don't, all right? Um, and, or you got to sit out. You know, I, I think that would help. But why did we change everything? Why did we change everything where you can transfer to four different schools in four years? Like, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a mess, brother. But one thing, Blake, that me and you have been calling for since about the Ole Miss game. 
And um, you just kind of you could see it if you're paying attention to what was going on. If you were listening to the press conferences, we played the clips like every Tuesday, right, where, where uh, he would kind of make his little comments about not liking this or the offense or he's got his hand in this part and he wanted to see this change. So no surprise here. It's announced yesterday that Philip Montgomery is fired that OC. Yep. Um, Blake, I'll just get my real quick on it because uh, yep. I, I spoke on it a ton and then I'll pass it to you. I just I think this was the right move. Like I've said a million times, I think that when Hugh took the Auburn job, um, he he saw so many things that need to be taken care of. He saw a roster that lacked talent. He said he was surprised when he took over and kind of looked at our roster. He was like, "Whoa, there's this is a little bit more a little bit more holes than I anticipated." I think he saw a lot of things that needed to happen at Auburn. He saw a bad culture, all this stuff, and he brought in two veteran guys. And Ron Roberts run the defense, Montgomery to run the offense. And he said, this guy's been coaching offense a long time. I can trust him to do what I want him to do. And then we started hearing Hugh pretty early in the season saying, I'm struggling with handing it over. I'm struggling with handing it over. I don't even know because I wasn't there every day if it was a Philip Montgomery problem. I think, Blake, it, it just the way to really look at it is to say it just didn't work. It didn't mesh. Yep. And now we see the reports of following the firing that, Hugh's going to be calling the plays. Hugh's going to be heavy-handed in the offense and the game plan from here. And you just kind of saw this coming. I, again, I was vocal all season about I think Hugh Freeze is a great play caller. I want to see him call on the plays. Uh, so I'm in line with the move. I like it. I agree with it. I think it's the best thing for us moving forward. And, like again, I don't even know. Philip Montgomery might be a really great coach. I just don't know if it worked. It just him and Hugh Freeze didn't work. Hugh Freeze is a super competitive guy, and when he sees his offense not working – and it's not really his offense, he's like, boy, if I'm going to get fired here, I'm going to get fired running my stuff. I'm not going to get fired running your stuff. So um, all in all, I think this is a good thing for Auburn moving forward. Completely agree. <laughs> I don't know if he was big on recruiting either. Yeah. Um, I, I just – that A&M game was tough to watch. That, that whole stretch was really tough to watch. And – I made a point before the bowl game and then after the bowl game about it being a pink slip game. You know, I just I just truly felt like watching what we watched in that bowl game, that was kind of saying, hey, Hugh saying, this this is it for you, brother. Like, I hate it for you. I hate it had to end like this. But you could just tell in the way in that press conference, in that post-game presser, that Hugh was just kind of fed up with it. The tone in his voice – uh, the words where he was just like, I wasn't happy with that. I wasn't, I didn't like the game plan. I didn't get involved. And and then when I did, it just, it didn't look great at all. So baseball soon. <laughs> You're right <laughs> about that. Um, you know, I, I just think that Hugh wants to take over the play calling and Hugh wants to get, he wants to get a guy in here to coach the quarterbacks and recruit. So he can, like you say, you Dustin said it all year, he can go out on his sword. If, if that's the way that he plans to fall, he's going to go out calling plays. And you're going to get a hell of a, a position coach in here to coach the quarterbacks up, to coach all the guys on this offense up. And you're going to get a guy who can hit the recruiting trail and do his job. And it had to be done, man. It had to be done. Like – you couldn't go into year two with Philip Montgomery again because then if you had that disaster, yeah, people are going to start calling heads, all right? They're going to say, hey, Hugh, if it ain't you, then make a decision, all right? If it ain't you, then make a decision. And and if it is you, 
Some people are even going to go to the point of saying, get out of town. Look at Billy Napier. <laughs> Billy Napier just had to fire about his whole staff. Yeah. Because people were saying, hey, Billy, do something. Even Brian right? Kelly, they said, boy, you better fix his defense now. That's a fact. That's a fact. And look, he just snagged one of the best DCs in the country. I mean, what was that? Uh, Blake Baker at Missouri, right? Um, so th- th- that's the pressure, man, is, is year two. Is is the cooker where people are saying, "Hey, look, you know, year one we give you a pass. Year two, what's the problem?" And that was a great <laughs> point where Brian Kelly is like, people were calling LSU to be a playoff contender, play for a national championship, and after that first game against Florida State, they said, "Hey, brother, like you can go back to Notre Dame if you want, because your defense ain't getting it done." And now he's realized, hey, I got to make changes. I got to fix this immediately. I think Hugh realized that, hey, I can't go into year two. And Auburn fans, are they're going to be on my tail. They're going to be all over me. So it had to be done. Last Saturday was a pink slip game. It was, hey, get out of town, brother. Yeah. So moving forward, I look forward to, I'm hoping, what we saw post Ole Miss. And then really – from that stretch on, I thought the only bad performance with the, from the offense was the New Mexico State game and then obviously the bowl game. Um, but even the New Mexico State game, that's, the offensive line just got shoved around. And when that happens, I'm not going to attack Philip Montgomery, Hugh Freeze, Peyton Thorne. When you just get murdered up front, that's where you point and say, okay, that's a problem. So whatever that was, that game, that's, that's really what happened. Uh, but overall, man, I thought that the offense looked a lot better. I thought that Peyton Thorne looked a lot more comfortable calling, you know, in Hugh Freeze's system. Not really going to get in too much into the quarterback thing today because there's just not a whole lot of new. There's not a whole lot new there, right? Um, Sports we had, management. Yeah, we had our hopes on a guy, and man, y'all gonna have to learn to quit getting fired up about guys that we, we we're gonna have to look up their degrees. <laughs> and I don't know if that was really the thing there. Don't quote me on that. I know that's just kind of what's going around. Um, but, yeah, this is the right move for Auburn moving forward. You know, I'm excited about it. And I look back at, like, Gus, and, you know, there was always this thing of who's calling the plays, who's really the OC. And then you look at Harson, and, I mean, good Lord, uh, Eric Kiesel and Mike Bobo. Um, it's been a while, man. It's been a while since there was a guy calling plays that um, instilled confidence in me. And – I think that Hugh. I think that I still have confidence in Hugh Freeze calling plays. Mm-hmm. I think that what you saw this year was just uh, just two guys that didn't mesh. Hugh and Hugh, like you go back and listen to those press conferences, Blake. He was trying to not throw Philip under the bus. I mean, he was he was yeah. really trying, right, to be professional about it. I mean, it, you could tell he wanted to come out and just go, "This sucks, and I ain't, I ain't with it." But I I don't have time to change it, type thing. So we're good move going forward. I expect a guy. I've said the all. I said all season just like promoting a guy like Ken Austin. And I do believe I saw where he got some kind of promotion to, to a quarterback coach or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, and I know we're looking at the guy, the Knicks guy from Ole Miss. So whoever it's going to be, let it be a yes man, or let it be a developer or let it be a recruiter. You know, I, I'm not saying I'm not throwing this guy's name out there, but just a guy like Damian Craig, where it's, this guy can go recruit and sure give him the title, but really it's you running it, something like that. So there's a ton of routes that we can go with this as long as, Hugh Freeze is in the game plan, Blake. And here's the thing, too. We mentioned it, and uh, Ike did it on their show over the War Report as well. Charles Kelly is is the key part here. You're bringing in Charles Kelly, and now 
you can take some of that recruiting responsibility and say, okay, I'm giving that to one of the best recruiters in the country and I can get back involved in the office and he will still have his hands in recruiting. He'll still be the guy, you know, to come in and close the deal and do the in-home visits with Charles when it needs to be and all that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, I like the move Blake. I'm excited about it. And going forward, I, I look forward to seeing Hugh Freeze's offense, which is what I thought we were going to see this year. The mobile in me uh, wants Damian Craig at Auburn. Just, just, just squash whatever we got to squash, man. Like this, it's a new day. Uh, just the recruiting, and uh, I, I just think you know you got former players on the staff, and, and one of the greatest quarterbacks in program history. Uh, if he was willing to come home and recruit his tail off uh, to make this program what it once was, uh, I'm all for that, man. And and like I said. The Mobile, Alabama, and me wants D.C. at Auburn. But I know things happened in the past, and it is what it is, Dustin. Yeah, for sure. Um, Walker Stowe says, Hugh felt so uncomfortable not calling plays. It looked that way in the pressers. And you go back and watch our Tuesday shows when we would play clips from the press conferences. I picked all those clips for a reason. Like, we talked about it all the time. Like, this is just not working. This doesn't look right. Um, so, yeah, he just didn't look – didn't look. and, again, it's, it's not – it probably is not a Philip Montgomery thing. Philip Montgomery has a long history of being a good offensive coach, but, you know, it just didn't work. And uh, he needs to get a guy that understands, you know, this is my role and huge role um, is to run the offense. I had – let's see, Jed asked, I don't honestly see why we wouldn't retain Ron, talking about Ron Roberts, but I keep hearing they aren't going to retain him. And that kind of leads us to our next one, Blake. Some rumors that other staff changes could be coming. Look, uh, I mean, you know, we know some things that we can't say, right, as far as things that have gone on during the season. But to your question, to your question, let me pull it back up. I would just say this, Jed. Think about this. If if the on the field has been pretty good, right, which I think we would all agree that Ron Roberts did a good job with the pieces that he had. Um, and Hugh Freeze has has only been complimentary of the job that Ron Roberts has done. It wasn't like the Ron Roberts situation where you could tell, like Walker just said, he was uncomfortable. He seemed yeah. to be comfortable, and he's had uh, – I go back to the iron ball play. He had – he basically had his back, right? He had Ron Roberts' back. He said, what do you want us to do right there? It was basically the way he said it. But so then I would just say this, Jed, you got to start connecting dots, and you got to start kind of using your concept clues, right? If the on-the-field product was okay – then what else will lead to a guy being dismissed? And I'm not saying Ron Roberts is going to be dismissed. I'm just saying if if that's because, look, we've heard that as well. That is out there. It's, it's, it's being reported by different sites that that is a possibility. So that's not breaking news. We're not rumor spreading here. If that does happen, then you have to ask yourself, okay, why? If the on the field is good. Uh, look at the Wesley McGriff situation, right? Yep. It's, it's been reported that the reason why Wesley McGriff left was there was there was a situation there with Ron Roberts. So then I would present to you, is that maybe the only person that Ron Roberts has had a problem with? Or maybe is there more? Maybe is if you go back and look at some of the things that were said about Ron Roberts leaving Baylor, maybe he's just a tough guy to deal with. And maybe that Hugh is kind of take, sitting back and looking at the whole locker room and the whole situation and saying, I don't need infighting. I don't need toxicity regardless of how good the results are. And I believe it was Auburn on three yesterday, Auburn Live, that reported that Charles Kelly is already in the building working. So if you do have to let go of Ron Roberts and you think it's the best thing for the culture, you got a pretty good guy to fall back on. Because you can look up Charles Kelly's resume and 
it's pretty damn impressive. Not only recruiting wise, but he can put together some good defensive and special teams as well. Uh, Blake, you got anything to say about this? Yeah. You know, I, I, I messaged somebody, I DM somebody yesterday that, that I trust 150%. And, and I said, excuse me, I said, uh, is, is Ron Roberts getting let go? And he said, if I was a betting man, I'd say yes. Now, that's, that's a guy that I trust that I think, uh, you know, he, he does good stuff for Auburn and, uh, you know, I, I I sent out a tweet after fourth and goal from the 31. And, uh, you know, th- there was just some things that we knew that had went down. And, uh, you know, I kind of got cooked on Twitter for it. But, you know, <laughs> uh, it, it could be coming true. So, I think, man – you know it, it's tough, and and everybody's gonna make their jokes on Twitter and other fan bases that uh, that Auburn's having changes. And I, I saw a I saw a tweet yesterday that what this is the first um, we ha- we haven't we've had a different OC every year since what 2018 I believe it was. It, it's yeah, just so continuous long. change, and like of course you know, the Alabama fans jumped in and they were like, oh, look at this, you know, like the barn, they can't keep an OC <laughs> and everything. Um, so I think that if you if you fire both coordinators after year one, people are going to start mirroring this to the last guy, you know, mm-hmm. outsiders, not Auburn fans, but outsiders right. looking in are going to start, you know, and because you got the six and seven sitting there, you know, and, and – <sighs> I just think we got to be patient at the end of the day. I think we have to be 100% patient because I look at a guy like Eli Drinkwitz, man. He went through some tough times at Missouri. Mm-hmm. He went through three seasons at Missouri where they weren't the best. And he he struggled. I mean, after the Auburn game last year, they were wanting to fire him. They were saying, hey, get drink out. Like, he's not doing his job. And they kept him. Now look at Missouri. Now look at Missouri, man. They're, they're rolling. They're rolling. Cotton Bowl champs. We, we got to be patient. We got to let Hugh do his job. And like Dustin said, there were some things that happened that sometimes makes for a toxic work environment. You know? And – that could be a reason why some of the guys that you see jump in the portal jump in. You know, you don't you don't know. Um, it's it's tough. It, it's it's tough to work for a guy like that or get along with somebody like. I'm not saying that that was the problem, but it could be. You know, and uh, we got to figure this thing out, man. We gotta we gotta make something shake quick. Yeah, crime dogs a hell of a coach. And if you feel like if you feel like uh, you had a talented coach like that on your staff, that and he gets ran off, and you got to kind of and I'm not saying that like Ron Roberts specifically ran him off, but it's no secret I'm, because I feel comfortable saying this because this is out there that they butted heads, and that's a big reason why Crime Dog is left. So if you're Hugh, you're looking at it and saying, "Well, I can't allow this situation to happen again. What if next year if it's Zach, right? 
What if I get another guy in here that I really like and this situation happens again? So I think Hugh is really evaluating the entire program. And I know the cultural stuff sounds corny, man, but it's real. It's real, real, real for Auburn right now. We got to get the culture right. Coaches, players, everything. Um, Amir popping in and saying, War Eagle, appreciate you, Amir. Mama Crotchfelt, Crotchfelt 2024, for sure, for sure. Thank you for watching, big supporter. We look forward to seeing what Zach does on the mound this year. Um, Blake, there have been some rumors, though, also about um, other position changes and now our other position coaches being let go or, or moving on or whatever the case may be. Um, the point I would make is because I haven't really seen anything like legit, right, or sustained. There's just not a whole lot to go off here yet. I'll just say this. Um, if a guy like Caddy or Zach go somewhere, which has been rumors, and, and we'll see. You know, we'll see as if that happens, if it even happens. If it does, what are the reasons why and all that kind of stuff. Um, I would just say that, like, you got to prepare for this one way or the other. Yeah, Zach Etheridge is an up-and-coming star in the coaching ranks. We're not going to keep him as our DB coach forever. We're just not. So even if – so let's just say, like, worst-case scenario, Hugh fires him, which I don't think is going to – you know, but just for the sake of the argument, he's not going to be here forever. We've got to prepare for life without Zach Gethards at some point. Yep. And that's a good thing for your for a program when you can point and say, hey, assistant coaches come here and they go on to bigger and better jobs. And we want to see a guy like Zach Gethards, who – I was at that Ole Miss game when he got hurt. Left that game not knowing if he was going to walk again, right? So if he comes up and has the opportunity to go be a DC somewhere or or something like that, move up the ladder, then we should all applaud him. We should all and all pull for him as he goes. And it's just um, it's just the way this goes, man. Like it's uh, is uh, look, I love. I mean, look, I love Cadillac. I have multiple Buccaneer Cadillac jerseys, Auburn jerseys hanging right here. I've got the Cadillac. I mean, that's my guy, same way as yours. Our, I, we all know that was our Bo Jackson, right? Like our yep. generation is Bo Jackson. Um, but let's say that there is a move that's made. Let's say he's let go, which, again, I'm not suggesting is the case. We'd all be pissed as as Auburn fans. You do what, the caddy? But the point I'm making is um, it's like – it, would the freak out be proportionate? It's a running back coach. And I don't, I'm I'm trying to be really careful here because I don't want to dismantle my favorite, like or 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 degrade my favorite player of all time. I want to be very careful. Like I freaking love Cadillac. What I'm saying is if if he gets a better job, if he is moved on from for whatever reason, if he's not on the staff, Auburn can find another good running back coach. That's mm-hmm. the whole point I'm making here. So when I see stuff, when people are like, if Cadillac goes, oh boy, you know, there's big problems and all that kind of stuff. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. I think Cadillac turned a lot of heads last year when he took over Auburn and handled it the way that he did. And I think that a lot of, I would love nothing more for Cadillac to get, to get, to move up the ladder. If a team like Troy or UAB, or maybe, maybe it has to be a D2 like North Alabama. But if somebody like that, took a chance on Caddy and made him a head coach. I think that he could be a great head coach in time. Um, so the, the point I'm just making here is, is this, if these things do happen, if these things do come, it's part of the game. 
Cadillac Williams is not going to be our running back coach forever. Zach oh. Gethers is not going to be our secondary coach forever. And I love those guys to death. But that doesn't mean if that happens that you can't hire another guy that doesn't know how to recruit and to do that position well. And then as we transition, into, I'll let you talk on this, Blake, but as we transition to our next point, this kind of goes for both of these things. that I, uh point I want to make right here, when you've had three losing seasons in a row, is anybody irreplaceable? Like, there's not like, you know, you get what I'm saying? There's nothing in there that's just is, is a key ingredient to us winning. And I'm not saying that, like, I'm not saying, like, you want to lose Keontae, right? Or you would want to lose Zach Gethridge as a coach or anything. I know those guys are pluses, but we're not winning games anyway. That's kind of the point I'm making. And it's Hugh Freeze's job. Let's see what it shakes out. We're not there every day. So we don't know. It, he he has been very clear. He doesn't think the culture's right. So what changes does he need to make? Um and then, like you said, we're just going to have to give them time because next year, winning and loss-wise, isn't going to look a whole lot better than this year. It's just not. So um, just sit back, evaluate, see what happens. And I'm not even saying trust you. If you don't trust you, that's fine because I don't really trust or not trust. I'm just sitting back and observing. The point I'm making is position coaches come and go, and it, it wouldn't be the end of the world even though I legit love these dudes to death. I'm on the fence of if Cadillac Williams leaves Auburn, I'm beyond happy for him. I love it. I love it. And and look, I'm an Auburn fan until I die. But I love it for our guy. Our guy going and getting his coaching career started as an OC, as a head coach, whatever he whatever he gets I, I i want him to succeed in the coaching ranks same way with zach man if zach left to go be a dc somewhere i'm beyond grateful for what they have done for auburn all right now when everybody was screaming for cadillac to be the head coach last year they got auburn's got to hire cadillac auburn's got to hire cadillac him leaving is gonna happen but it needs to happen because in the future, it's going to be in Auburn's best interest in the future. Hmm. Because I think if he leaves and he goes and has success somewhere else and he becomes a, a, a solid head coach somewhere else and he gets those reps underneath him and he gets that experience because he's having Hugh teach him right now. But you got to put the notches in the belt, man. You got to get the experience. And I'm telling you, it's a good thing in years to come for Auburn if if Caddy goes and gets that experience somewhere. I think Caddy deserves it. And I said it last year. I didn't want Cadillac to get the head coaching job. Yeah. But in the future, I do. I think he deserves to be Auburn's, um, you know, hopefully – it's next head coach because I want things to pan out with Hugh. Right, right. But when Hugh gives it up, I honestly hope that Cadillac Williams is our next head coach and he gets the OC job or the head coaching job in the lower ranks. Honestly, man, uh, if he doesn't leave this year and South Alabama has a great year next year and Kane Womack decides to up and leave, I think South Alabama would be a great place for Cadillac Williams. I agree with you know, that. That would be fun to watch. That would be really fun to watch, Blake. 
Yeah, man. Like it just just things like that. Like like I've always thought like you know tro- a Troy or a mm-hmm. South or UAB or you know something like that, man, would be really fun because I, I would love to see him stay in state and and really win and build up you know a, a program there. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna be extremely excited. And like you said. Auburn's gonna find coaches, man. They're gonna go. I mean, you just brought Charles Kelly in, uh, one of the elite recruiters in the country. And I saw a comment in the comment section about his defense at Colorado. Folks, let's not go oh, off of that. Yeah, let's God. not go off of what happened at Colorado this year. That was a mess. All right. And when I tell you a mess, they just overhauled the entire roster. They tried to piece together a puzzle and it didn't work. They lost Travis Hunter midway through the year for a, a little four or five game stretch. Like there, it was just bad at Colorado. That's the reason you see a couple of guys leaving. Uh, and and Dion was look. I don't care what happened at Jackson State. All right, that was a new brand of football that he was on this year, and he found out the hard way. All right, don't judge what happened at Colorado. Don't judge his defense off of that. And yeah. Dustin, you think you think the rumors about T Rob are true? So I just uh yeah, start some comments here. Um James asked, my question is why can't any of our position coaches be promoted to coordinators if the if the excuse is experienced and why can't crime dog get the DC job? Am I off on that? Um I think that we're gonna have a better James, good good point. I think, and mm-hmm. this answers Blake questions as well to the T Rob rumors. Let's just wait and see what the plan is. There's a lot of moving parts, and we don't know yet. Like, so let's just see when the staff falls into place, we'll have a better idea, and we'll probably be able to go back and say, okay, you know, X, Y, Z, this led to that. But and I know that's not the 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 fun thing to say right here, right now. I want to know exactly what's going to happen, just as much as everybody else. Yep. Um, but yeah, I just and I and things might not be finalized, James. You know, I I I'm not in the building, brother. I really don't know. Um, the things that I do know are that there's a lot of moving parts. Like there are some things that I do know that I can't say. And even those things, if I did say them, they wouldn't tell you a whole lot. So it's just, we'll wait, we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see what the plan is. Um, hopefully he has a plan to get this program turned back around the right way. I will say this, James, I think that and answer your question as well, Blake, all the, whatever happens here with the staff and what happens with player movement going forward for, Everything that from that standpoint that is within Hugh Freeze's control, I think that culture will be the number one thing on his mind. Yep. I think that, and that doesn't mean that he lets go of a guy. That doesn't mean they're bad for the culture. But I just think that all the moves that he's making are, you know, look, we got to get this this locker room, this culture turned around right. Um, and then there's probably some on the field stuff too. Like maybe, just an example, right? I don't just an example. If if Cadillac is moved on from or something like that. Let's say that Cadillac doesn't get – it's not him taking a new job. He's moved on from. Well, Q, he freezes more football than I've ever forgot, and he would probably be able to sit us down and tell us a football re- – like, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. – and then maybe it doesn't work out, and then in three or four years we look at Hugh and we're like, he lost, and and he hired that guy, and then our running backs got work. But, like, right now we just don't know, and we're just going to have to wait and see. And then once the moves are made, we'll judge from there how they pan out. Um, yeah. But it's just a lot of moving parts, James. And then – Alex says it seems weird that Crime Dog is leaving because of Ron Roberts, then firing Ron. If Crime knew Ron was going, you think he'd stay? I say this, buddy. Um, one, 
and this isn't a knock at Crime Dog. This is just the way the assistant coaches work. He's moved around a lot, right? Like Crime Dog's a guy that you look at it. He's been, he's coached everywhere, right? So um, he's a guy that's going to move around like a lot of these guys are. Like Damian Craig's a guy who's going to move around a lot. There's just a lot of that goes on. And um, again, just a whole lot of moving parts. Like huge to, and I'm not confirming anything here, but there are rumors out about uh, about T Rob, right? Maybe that's a thing, and Hugh already has that in play. Maybe it's as simple as I want to keep Zach Efforts on the staff. I want to keep Zach Efforts on the on the coaching staff, <coughs> and I need to give him his all secondary back because it got split in half on him last year. You know, we just don't know, and here within the next week or two, we will. Um, but yeah, it just it's not Alex. I would just say it's not as cut and dry as that, right? Like there's just there's a lot of different things going on. If if you get T Rob, you get Ryan Williams. So there you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh all right. So look, Blake, I wanted to uh get over here and talk about the Keontae news real quick. But before yep. we do that, man, we got a good crowd in here. And I want to talk about these memberships, brother. Talk to yeah, people man. about the memberships and what they could be getting if they sign up. Yeah, if you want to sign up, uh we got a JV squad, three ninety nine a month membership. Uh, we will be doing members-only live chats, member shout-outs. We always shout-out your comments and uh, your super chats if you send them in. We do early access to videos and all that good stuff. Uh, so like on our Friday morning episodes, when we drop those, I will early access them to our members. I usually drop them about 9 o'clock uh, p.m. the night before. So you'll have a good little window there to watch that. And then you can go over to our Varsity Squad, $5.99 a month. Uh, Dustin kills the recruiting update videos. He gets in there. He's all over Auburn football recruiting. Uh, and, and we travel around on Friday nights and watch high school games and enjoy that. We were Perry Thompson, Bryce Kane, all, all, I mean, we were back and forth, man. So many good high school games, uh, down here in, in, uh, South Alabama and Mobile County, uh, gameplay with you. I'll, I'll update everybody in here. I, I made a, I made a tweet yesterday about this uh, the, the new ncaa game is coming out this year and so if you have an xbox or you like to chop it up on the sticks man uh, we will be uh, bringing something to you that we can all have fun with so if you're a member and you're on that varsity squad we will be having a time on some xbox parties yes, and, and things like that man it's going to be fun and then auburn baseball is kicking up man if you're an auburn baseball fan please join us please join us this team is going to be so talented uh, we're going to break down some some hitting some pitching uh you know what this team's going to look like man it, it's going to be an absolute blast so uh, get hype for auburn baseball a lot of renovations happening over there at plainsman park and uh it's just uh it's Big times ahead, man. Big times ahead. I'm, I'm so glad that our basketball team, you know, they, they take on Arkansas at Bud Walton Arena here in a little bit, and uh, I'm glad they're rolling. A lot of people are picking us, uh, picking against us today, Dustin. So, mm. uh, you know, I, I think I think Auburn responds to that. I, I think Auburn has a great day on the hardwood, and uh, and Auburn baseball will be kicking off. And look, we had a preseason perfect game poll come out yesterday, and we we somehow got preseason love we're ranked 15th in the country in the perfect right. game poll doesn't happen often because uh you know I'll, I'll i'm gonna keep this one short but i'm gonna go off on a little heater real quick about <laughs> auburn baseball i get on twitter yesterday and i see my boy lounge dog love lounge dog great follower huge mississippi state fan can't wait to be up in starkville uh, in a couple months for auburn baseball and mississippi state baseball man duty noble if you've never been go check it out but lounge says he's making his SEC baseball preseason predictions. 
and my buddy predicts Auburn to be sixth in the West. <laughs> and I said, whoa, 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 whoa. There's a, who'd you put seventh? And he said, well, Alabama goes seventh. So where'd you put Mississippi State? <laughs> well, uh, they're at third. Lounge. Come on, buddy. Hey, don't disrespect us like that, man. All right. The state of Mississippi don't even know how to spell Hoover right now. Woo. All right. So don't come on now. Show us some love, man. Big things happening at Plainsman Park this year, folks. Get out there. Support this team. Yes, sir. So tons and tons of content coming from baseball season as well. Um, I'm going to be doing some watch the films on the recruit soon. Like Blake said, stay hammering that recruiting content. So if you're just a fan of uh, everything, man, basketball, baseball, if you're just an Auburn sports fan, definitely check out those memberships. Uh, you're going to want to do that. Got a whole lot of stuff that we got coming. And like Blake said on these on this NCAA, man, this online dynasty, we can get in there. We can all be a team in the Sun Belt. But, you know, there's all kinds of things we can do. We can create a league. So you definitely want to be a part of that. Oh, 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 oh. Whoa, 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 I just saw a comment. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. My boy Tanner. My boy Tanner, Dustin. Imagine having an Xbox over a PlayStation. Tanner, this is a freezing cold take, brother. Come on, Tanner. This is your worst take ever. I mean, you got PlayStation. You got Sony over Microsoft? Let's see, a- Tanner. Tanner, can I put you in a timeout for five minutes? <laughs> come on, dog. <laughs> uh, come on, yeah. You better than that, T. All right, look. So last night, Blake. I'm laying in bed, and uh, I'm just about to go to bed. And the girlfriend, she doesn't like me being on the phone in the bed. You know, she yeah. she says, you you do all that stuff out there. When you get in this bed, I want that phone up. And uh, I had to get out of the bed and find out what in the hell was going on. Keontae Scott announces that he has entered the transfer portal. And I know that yeah. um, our guy Ike went live last night. I watched uh, a bit of that and finished it up this morning. And... Uh, just really surprising, especially when you consider consider the video that was he put out himself. Um, so just I want to be honest and, and and for you know just full disclosure here, like everyone knows that we work for the War Report and that Ike is close with Keontae, right? I I could have called Ike and, and got the rundown and what the, what the situation is. I decided not to do that because the point that I want to make, um, I want it to be separate. So, and you'll understand here in a second. My thing is, Blake, to me, and again, these are not shots. This is not a shot at Keontae Scott. I am not Keontae Scott. I am not his parents. I have no, you know, like right to tell Keontae what's right for him. I'm not in the building. I don't know what he's gone through. I don't know. And like, again, I could have made a call to kind of find out. I didn't even do that because the point that I want to make here is that for me, okay, I look at it. And I just say, and Keontae is a great player, great player. A guy that we don't want to lose on the field. So don't take this as, like, we don't want to lose Keontae. I want Keontae to come back to the team. My thing is this. I look at it and I say, we look at people that that are bought in, all in, locked in. Um. My leaders, the leaders of my team, like when I watched the the post-game press conference from the Music City Bowl with Rivaldo and Keontae, okay, Mm -hmm. I felt so good about those two guys handling the future of Auburn and the culture. And I I literally watched it and I said, I don't know if – I don't know when Auburn's going to get right, how long it's going to take. But with Rivaldo speaking the way he was speaking – 
And then Keontae talking and speaking the way he was speaking, I said, boy, we got two guys right here that are bought in. Two guys that I know at the very least are going to be leaders next year and turning this program around. So I'm not taking shots at Keontae Scott. He might have every single right and be in the right for all I know. But the point that I'm making, Blake, is when a guy, when somebody like that that you think is a leader, you think that's somebody that you can build and, and move the program forward with, yep. and now all of a sudden it's, oh, wait, no, I don't I don't want to be here because these things are going on. Um, I hate to say it, but maybe you're just not what we th- – I'll be careful. I'm not talking about his person. I'm not talking about him, the person, but maybe you are not what to this team, what we thought you were going to be. Am I clear on that? I I don't want to crap on Keontae, the person. What I'm trying to say is we thought you were going to be that guy. One of those guys that was going to turn this around. And now we can look at it and say, eh, okay, now like you've entered the portal. So maybe does he return and all that? Sure. But it's not what I thought it was. Right. It's not what I thought it was. I thought, okay, you're a guy building block, moving forward, no matter what. You're Jalen Simpson style locked in here. And last night we found out that's that's not the case. Um, and again, it's not a shot. It's just a, it's just kind of a shock to me. It's not what I thought it. It's not what I thought it was. Mm-hmm. I thought this was a guy that I could lean, that we could lean on as fans that was going to stick it out and was going to, uh, you know, was going to was determined to get this thing right. And now it's uh, these things have to go a certain way in order for him to stay. And um, I'm just a little, I don't even know the right word for it, but I, I guess I'll just say this, Blake. If he wants to go, then he needs to go. And if Keontae Scott does go, then I don't think it is the worst thing for Auburn long term. And it's not that he's even, it's not that I'm saying he's a problem. It's not that I'm saying he's a cancer. Far from that. I've heard nothing but uh, Ike's obviously been very outspoken about how good of a guy Keontae is. And our guy, Philip Dukes, who I, I, I like and respect tremendously as well, was standing up for Keontae last night saying Keontae is a good teammate. He's a good leader. The point that I'm making is we need the guys that want to be here, period. Who are the guys that want to be here? Yep. And we'll go forward with them. If we go four and eight next year, I want to go four and eight with the guys that want to be at Auburn no matter what and take pride in putting that AU on their helmet no matter what. Not, hey, if this goes this way, then I'll come back and all this, that, and the other. The time for that is is over. And I would present to you, Blake, that maybe the reason we went six and seven is because we thought some people were um, were were maybe more locked in than they really were. And I'm, and I'm talking about the Keontae. Like, we thought you were that guy, and now you're in the portal. So I'm looking at it saying, wait, this was a leader of – this was a guy that was supposed to be a captain, the closer, and all these things that he claimed to be, yeah. and now he's in the portal. It's like, oh, well, that might be a reason as to why we went six and seven. We let, Whoever these captains and leaders are, I want the guys that ride with us no matter what. No, And, and, and so, again – Keontae could have every reason in the world. He could be 100% in the right. I'm just saying, from a from a football perspective, man, it would, lo- it would hurt to lose him on the field. But if you're looking at a guy to be something that he's ultimately not going to be, a building block, I'm with you guys no matter what, because I don't see how that can even be argued now, right? 
Like he's in the portal, so he's that. So that part's clearly there's clearly parameters now to him being at Auburn. Yep. Yeah, that that can't even be argued. Um, so I think we found out something yesterday, and my argument is I think that's good for Auburn because we thought you were something that you're not, and now at least we know. So who is it? Keldrick Falk, Sylvester Smith, Caleb. Who mm-hmm. is it? Eugene. Who is it? But somebody. Step up. Stick it out with us. Because I've stuck it out with Auburn for 32 freaking years. And I'll be right back at the next game. And the next game. And the next game. No matter what. No matter what. Yep. And I think that it's not crazy, Blake, for us to ask for the same kind of loyalty, brother. Especially from from people that claim to have it. Am I off base? Nah, the man made a whole two, three-minute video of how his time at Jordan-Hare Stadium wasn't done and how he wasn't going to give up on the Auburn fan base and everything. And look, you can get in here and say that that me and Dustin are downing kids or whatever. Well, I'm going to tell you a little something that Jake Crane said. Mm. You don't want to get uh, – you know, you want to be paid as a professional athlete. So guess what? You're not a kid anymore, all right? You're You're a grown-ass man. All right. You make you want to make millions of dollars. You want to make money on the collegiate level. Guess what? The criticism comes. All right. It's just like people want to get in here and say, Blake, you don't know the difference of a kid sitting out bowl games. And that's that's a life changing money. All right. Well, guess what? Sauce Gardner. We said this the other night. What if Sauce Gardner went to the Jets when they were when they were three and eight and said, you know what? Guys, I, I just don't feel like playing the rest of the season because it's just not good for me. We're not going to make the playoffs, so I'm, I'm out. I'll talk to you all later. You're a professional athlete, all right? You, you're going to get treated like one, all right? That's it. Because Sauce Gardner would get cut, all right? He would get cut <laughs> from the New York Jets. They would take his money, and they would, they would wish him on his way, point blank, period. But my thing with Keontae, man, is is you made this video. You told us that you loved Auburn. You were on an Instagram Live that I watched recruiting Ryan Williams to Auburn. And then I'm sitting here watching a college basketball game last night at my desk. And my buddy texts me and says, He's an Alabama fan. Ha. The same guy that was recruiting recruiting Ryan to Auburn just entered the portal. Joke's on you. Joke's on you. So we sit here and we talk about all this love for Auburn. Think Dustin hit the nail on the head. I want people at Auburn who actually love Auburn. I want people that play for us that know what that AU stands for. They know what that, when they, like me and Dustin always say, when they run out that smoke, that heart starts beating a little faster, all right, and you get excited up in them stands. That's what we know about AU, man. I want people to understand what it means, what that AU means, because we've gotten away from that. I love Keontae Scott. I hope he withdraws from the portal and he comes back to Auburn. But I also agree with what Dak said in the comments a while ago. I saw his comment. He's one of our members. He stays in our game day group chat. 
and uh, he makes a lot of a lot of great points. Find him. Once you enter the portal, you're in the portal. You're mm-hmm. dead. Yes, you're sir. you're no pulling out. I think that was a, a fantastic a fantastic point. Once you enter that portal, there's no getting out. That would be a good way to regulate some of this crap, Blake. Don't don't come back. All right, because once you enter the portal and you don't get picked up, it's gonna teach you. Hey, the grass ain't always greener on the other side. Now, in some cases, it can be. But we sit here and we preach, man, how we're the closer. We're the closer. We get on the hashtag on Twitter, the closer. And then we're closing the door to Auburn. <laughs> and, and you know, you, you're, you're one of our best players, man, like – like Dustin said, you were one of the guys that we thought was going to take us into next year with Eugene coming back. You were going to be the anchor in the secondary. You gave us hope with Kay and Lee, and you just – I'm out. I'm out. I'm done. Once again, it takes me back to my point that I made earlier in the show. We are weak. We are weak. We're soft, man. We're, we're, we're in a day and age where we are freaking soft, dude. Point blank, period. It's, it's just, it's not there anymore. The passion, the love for the game, the love for the school is what's not there anymore. Could you imagine, bro? Could you imagine um, you look at like a, back in the day, a Vince Young. Hmm. The love for Texas. Could you imagine like a Vince Young just like just giving up on Texas? Could you imagine like a, a Reggie Bush or a Matt Liner? Bro, you know how active those dudes are still to this day? Like Vince Young is at, is at Texas games 24-7. Because you want to know why, Dustin? He loves Texas. He would die for Texas, bro. Matt Liner. He sits on Fox every every Saturday morning and talks about USC and how they're dog shit. All right? How, hey, you better get it corrected. All right? right? Reggie Bush did the same thing. Hey, even though, you know, I got shit on in, in the Heisman Trophy and all that, I still love USC. All right? Those guys love their school. Cadillac, Zach, Marcus Davis. They love Auburn. We don't have that love for the university anymore, man. And that's what it's come down to. Is is it's just up and go. When times get tough, up and go. Up and leave, man. Because uh there's no commitment. And it's the same way it bleeds into the high school ranks where kids can drop their top fifty schools. All right. Guess what? <laughs> I don't give a piss about top fifty schools. All right. You drop your top fifty schools and then you say, Hey, yeah, I'm committed to Utah. And then a month later, you're committed to Wisconsin. And then a month later, you're committed to Washington. And then uh, three months later, you sign with Georgia. All right? Dylan Riola, all right, Mr. Commit to five schools and sign with a different one on signing day. Like, it's it's gotten to the point, man, where it's out of hand. It's out of hand. And like I said, I, I want Keontae to pull his name out, and I want him to return to Auburn. Because when I look at the 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 player Keontae, I want him in that secondary. 
But if he feels like it's best for him to leave, then leave. That That's one thing that, you know, Valdo said is a lot of people got a lot of loose leashes on this team, and we need to get rid of that. So if you don't want to be at Auburn, then don't be at Auburn. Get out. We'll move on. We'll carry on, and, and uh, we'll get this thing rolling in the right direction sooner uh, rather, than, rather than later. Yeah, hundred percent. It's it's um, that's just kind of I'm with you, man. I'm at the point where it's, if if you're not going to be here, that's fine. But we got to quit, you know. Just like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get on social media and, and please, man, please, man. You know, like all right, bro. You know, and uh, again, these are not these are not personal attacks. So the point about the video, Blake, I want to I want to say this. Everyone, and, and I I know this is really hard to do, but just look at it. As a fan, that's my whole that's my whole thing today. Just look at it as a fan, okay? And the health of the sport. A guy comes out, makes a video saying that he's coming back to the school, and then he ultimately hits a portal and it's not coming back. If that's not a microcosm, if this Keontae Scott situation is not a microcosm, an exact example of what is wrong with college football right now. I don't know what is. You can literally watch a video of someone telling you that they're going to come back and then they don't come back. Yeah. So the next time I see this video from another player, why would I even care? Why should I even like it or retweet it or care at all? And furthermore, what's really the point of getting so deep into following the roster right now? You might as well just wait till the, the last period at the end of the spring and when fall camp shows up, to an evaluation, we like in reality, that wouldn't be good for us in the content game. But if we're just being real, then holler at me August 1st and we'll see who's on the team. It's tough, man. And it's not good because, again, from this fan perspective, because you build up like think about the Detroit Bad Boy Pistons, right? How they had and, and, and how they had to fight to get past the Lakers and past the Celtics, and then they finally did. It's that feeling of those fans having, hey, we didn't remember when we lost to the remember when we lost to them, and then we came back and we lost again, and then we came back and we lost again, and then we got their ass. You can't get that came back and came back and came back feeling if you have a new team every single year. It's just hired mercenaries. It's just one year rentals. And my argument is, is it bad for the sport? Zooming out from Keontae, it's just bad. It's hard to stay invested because you have a guy that literally said, I love you guys. I'm coming back and then doesn't. So what are the fans? So like, what are you supposed to think at this point? What are you supposed to, you want me to donate money to this? You want me to pay $250 a ticket to watch you get drummed every Saturday. And then the players do this. You're tripping. So did, <laughs> So did anybody see that Jalen Simpson video? Y'all yeah. see that? Yeah. You see that? Yeah, that's that's three head coaches. Yes, sir. Uh, where, uh, you know, he went through hell. And let me tell you something. He could have transferred. He could have went He could have went somewhere and won a national championship, competed in a college football playoff. He could have he stepped out of Auburn and said, you know what? I love this place, but it's just a bad situation right now. It's just a bad situation right now, and I don't want to be here anymore. I want to take my talents elsewhere. But he didn't. And one thing that stuck out to me in his goodbye video was he said, I was a young kid from Brunswick, Georgia, 
and I come to Auburn, and I fell in love with the place. Mm. I fell in love with my time at Auburn. I fell in love with the place. That means he's got Auburn in his heart, dog. It's it's here, all right. Dustin, in my opinion, I'm I'm sorry that you know some people might agree with it, might disagree with this, but Jalen is from Georgia, all right. Dustin said this the other night. I want them Southern dogs, all right. Keontae is from California. He might not get it. He might not understand it. He just might not, all right. But Jalen got it, man. He fell in love with Auburn. It is in his heart, man. It's 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 right there. He will come back to Auburn games when he when he's done with the NFL or he's on a bye week and Auburn plays at home and he's right there in Georgia. He will come back to Auburn games, man. Because he gets it. He fell in love with the place of Auburn. He fell in love with Tumor's Corner. That's it, man. Like it, it's it's just it's different for some people. Some people were they were just cut from a different cloth, man. Yeah, for sure. And our guy Ike asked, um, why is it that nobody is asking why would a kid we believe to be discommitted want to even consider leaving? Um, I've asked, I mean, I have asked that question. To me, Ike, and you're you're more than welcome to to come on the show and we can debate this. Uh for me, it doesn't matter. Like that's why that's why I didn't really like dig in with you as to what as far as what the real deal was. It doesn't it doesn't to me that's irrelevant. To me, I'm just looking at it from the fan and saying this kid that said he was going to be on the team, like you said, two weeks ago, now he's not. I'm just as a college football fan, I'm just exhausted with it. So I don't really care. The fan in me, like I'm interested to know why, but the fan in me doesn't really care if he's not going to play for Auburn. He's not going to play for Auburn, and I'm just. I'm exhausted with the portal as a college football fan because it goes – this is happening at every team. This is not – it sounds like we're just complaining about Auburn here, but it's going yeah. on everywhere, and I'm complaining about it happening everywhere. Yeah, like Georgia, that, Alabama. Yeah, like I don't – so um, to me, it's not, it's not the Keontae situation specifically. It's as a whole – it's just it to me. It's just a microcosm of what college football is right now. For a kid to make a video saying he's coming back, and then some, yeah, something did happen within two weeks and all that kind of stuff. But you know what? You know what? I uh, I've been in a lot of situations, man, where I've just had to stick it out. And I just think that um, I think right now that a lot of us in college football fan college football fans are just frustrated. And it's not even a, it's not even a shot at really Keontae. I'm frustrated that there's the rules. Like, yeah. you know, it's just um, I don't think that he should be. I don't know, like I, I, the video and all that, it just makes it look bad. And then this there, there's nothing in place. And it's just this whole free for all that it's led to. It's just hard for us as fans to stay invested in these players individually when we feel like they're not they just don't give a damn about us at all. And that's just that's just the way that's kind of the way I feel about it. it. It's it's like look, it's like Caden Salter. All right, let's be honest with Caden Salter. He got in the transfer portal because he wanted to leave Liberty. I don't think anybody called. 
if Auburn did call, they didn't. He found out, hey, they don't offer my major. I can't go there. Well, now guess what? I got to get back in. I got to go to Liberty. Well, as a, as a Liberty guy, how do you stand on that? You wanted to leave, you know, right. like you wanted to leave. So th- th- that's that's like with Keontae, like you're telling me now you want to leave. So like if we accept you back, you wanted to leave. Can we, I, 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 okay, I just, so can we put you can we put you back in a leadership position? Like that is that not a fair question to ask? I mean, I think if you quit a job, if you're a manager at a job and you quit and you leave and you come back, you don't go to that same position, do you? It's not the way I've ever worked. No, I, I, I just I don't I, I don't know, man. Ike says he doesn't want to leave. He's in the portal. Well, that's that's what I mean, you know. I don't He's know. In the portal. Tell him to stay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. And again, like it's, this, see, that's what I don't want to happen. I don't want it to turn into this like personal thing. So I'm just going to kind of yeah. steer clear of all that because I'm not attacking Keontae Scott. So um, let's see. I guess we got to get out of here before we do. Uh, let's see. There was a couple things I wanted to get into. Uh, Troy had a comment. He said, "Losing a good player is never good, and Auburn has to find a get away a way to get T. Rob away from Bama." Period. Look, brother. Getting that's this would be you get Charles Kelly and then you get T. Rob. Yes, sir. You can sign me up. You can sign me up. Um, Tanner says that's why I have so much respect for Simp, and that's the point, Tanner. Like you know, um, yeah, we love Simp. You rode through everything for us, and the same way that uh, Tanner, that you're going to keep watching Auburn no matter what happens, right? Um, yeah, that's that the love that you the love that you show Auburn. And supporting Auburn no matter what, Simp showed it back to you over his time at Auburn, and it feels good, doesn't it? Uh, let's see. T-Rex says, do you think he learned how much he is worth? No. Uh, mm-hmm. Ike is, Ike's close with with him, and he has said that um, it's not an NIL situation. So, no, I don't think it's anything to do with that at all. Um, so, no, I don't. Let's see. There's anything else. And then Jonathan makes a good point here. He says it's a two-way street because coaches take advantage of these kids too. You're 100% correct. That's why I gave the Brian Kelly, um, the Brian Kelly example from the LSU situation, or from leaving Notre Dame after they were like 11 and one, and then leaving yep. them to go to LSU. Like I didn't like that, right? So yeah, that's this is the thing. That's that's why it's tough to talk about these things because I've learned in our time of doing this, Blake. It is so hard. For people to wrap their mind around I'm not personally attacking somebody I'm just talking about football and as a fan and I'm gonna close out on this and and I mean this when I say it um this whole idea that and if you follow me on Twitter you know that I, I don't crap on people like I don't crap on players on Twitter um but because I'm that the only the really people that do that hide behind burners. It's very rare that a legit person, even somebody that's not in media podcasts or whatever you want to call me, um, just a regular person, if they have their name and face to their account, they don't really like crap. It's usually just burners that behave like that. The, what I'm saying here is listen, if those kind of people, if burner accounts make a kid leave a school, then my argument is he's probably not going to work out in the NFL. And again, this isn't a shot at this is not a Keontae Scott specifically, but it's just it's relevant to this discussion because he could come back and all that. If if these players are waiting on the way that 
fans react on Twitter to make their decisions, then I would make the argument to you they're going to struggle in the NFL, and they're definitely going to struggle dealing with criticism in the NFL. If you're worried about the way that Auburn burners treat you on Twitter and then you're going to get drafted by the New York Jets, boy, you better not have a bad play. Boy, you better not have a bad game in front of that New York media. And you're worried about Auburn. And, and that was – I've always been that example for Bo Nix. Whenever people were like, Auburn fans ran Bo off. One, I don't think that's what happened. And two, no. if that was true, then Bo would if – if he has that mindset going into the NFL, then he's going to struggle, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can't worry about what fans say. You can't worry about what I say. You can't worry about what anybody out there says if you're a player. Like you got to just do you and do what's best for you. So, Jonathan, I completely agree with this comment. Um, I want players to have the ability to do the things. I want them to get paid for their services. I want them to have the freedom to be able to have their movement. The whole point that me and Blake are making is college football has become the NFL. What does the NFL have? Rules and regulations in place. That way that the contracts and the player movement across teams and all that has structure, has reasoning, and makes sense. That's the argument today. We just want some rules and some parameters. It's not any attack on any personal kit. It's just not. So, and I know that I'll have that. That's just never going to get through some people's head. And and I'll close it out on this, Dustin, and let you let you wrap it up. <clears throat> no, I'm done, brother. Um, P. Pass said that you know something about a job uh, and a manager leaving, and that means he should have left too. I'll be honest with you. Uh, a couple months ago. I'm, I'm a supervisor at where I work, and uh, I've been at my place of employment for 10 years now. I'm 32 years old, so I started there when I was 22, and uh, I felt like my boss was getting ready for retirement, and I felt like I was in the in the driver's seat for the job. That man, I, I'm I'm going to be making a lot of money. I'm you know 32, and I got years of experience underneath my belt. I feel like I'm ready. Well, uh, they hired another guy over me from a different company. And he's, you know, 60 years old. And uh, he's he's been 40 years in the business. And I've only been 10. And I understood it. Like, I was pissed. But I understood that. Like, hey, this guy left. Um, I thought I was going to hate my job. I started, you know. Like, seriously, sitting down and was like, you know, do I need to look for other jobs? So I went in and I said, hey, man, me and you need to have a talk. Like, we need to have a talk. What's the deal? Everybody's saying, well, it's for other coaches. All right. For other coaches. Let's see what the other coaches are like. Because I went in and had a had a talk with my boss and was like, hey, man, at the end of the day, I really don't want to leave. I've put so much time and effort in here. I love working here. I don't have to bust my ass every day. I don't have to sweat in 110 degree heat every day. I don't want to go to a job. I don't want to go to a shipyard, dog. I don't want to go weld at a shipyard. That's not what I want to do. So we had a talk, man. We had a conversation like, hey, I decided to stay. And now me and that cat, we got the best relationship. Me and him, tight as could be. Like, I respect him. Because he told me straight up what it was going to be like. So it's not always about leaving, dog. Like, it's not. Like, you don't, everybody don't have to leave. 
Uh, and I think I talk about Jalen's message in his uh, goodbye video. He didn't thank Brian Harson because you want to know why? He didn't give a damn about <laughs> Brian Harson, bro. Pretty telling. But he I'm stayed telling. through the tough times. You know, he stayed through, and he even changed positions during those tough times. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I guess it's just about love for like like we talked about, man. Love for a school, and we. I don't know, man. I don't know. It, it's, it, I think we're heartbroken too because we looked at Keontae, and when he just sat in that chair in the video and he talked about his love for 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 our fan base and Jordan Hare Stadium and Auburn and how he was he was the guy to return and it it just stings, man. It stings. Uh, and you know, I asked last night who's going to be our new closer, and people say, "Hey, looks like Walker White. Walker White might be that guy that steps in." And you might not have to worry about Walker White ever leaving because, uh, you know, maybe maybe he takes on that leadership role. About so, to play, by the way, he's about to play here in a couple of yeah, minutes. Yeah, yeah. So let's get off here and go watch that, man. I, yeah. I'm I'm exhausted with the portal walk <laughs> yeah, and, and sure. uh, these so, kids just up yeah. and out and and all that. Yeah. Uh, so look, go over to NBC. We got a ton of a ton of guys this recruiting class. Future QB one. We all hope Walker White playing right now in the All American game over there on NBC. Last point, real quick, and I just wanted to make. Um, I just just comment right here from T Rex. Just listen, saying great way to put it, and, and a lot of you guys are saying you appreciate it and all that. Um, this is hard, right? Like it's hard to come in, um, and you have to try to be like very clear and saying and saying like, listen, dude, because I, you know. Somebody else, uh, there's another comment saying, how do we know that Keontae's reason is not legit? I'm sure it is. That's why I've been very clear in saying I'm not Keontae Scott. I'm not – who yeah. am I to tell him how to, how to live his life? That's why it's 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 tough to get in here and, and try to find the right angle to take and the right way to do it and all that kind of stuff um, and then still all, and then still voice your opinion and then still try to be honest and all that as well. So I appreciate all the kind words. If you have not hit that thumbs-up button, do that. Yeah. If you have not hit that subscribe button, do that. We are knocking on the door, man. We are knocking on the door of 1,500. We're like a little over 100 subs away from 1,500. So, y'all, please do that. Help us out. Share the content out there. Tell everybody that we're out here. We exist. We're just two Auburn fans that love Auburn University, and you can never question that. You can say a lot, but you can never question that. We'll be back. Are we going to do one tomorrow, Blake? Probably just do one Tuesday night, huh? Yeah, we can just do one Tuesday night. All right. We'll be back Tuesday night, live show. and We'll see you guys in 7 p.m. Central Time. War Dan, we're out, baby. War damn eagle, baby.